0: Young, Intern Jack, one more hour, right here on many of these fine Fan Run affiliates. Be sure to check out the new website, fanrunradio.com, new and improved fanrunradio.com. Let's get into this, this garbage. Actually, yes, let's get into this garbage right here. That's basically the sit rep for the day. Do you want me to read them off to you? Give me a minute. Tennessee beats vanderbilt kansas city beats baltimore san francisco beats detroit that is the only nfl talk that we are going to get how oh, there's so much to talk about well I don't, I don't care that there's so much to talk about I matter of fact i do have two weeks i don't even want it. to hear it's the fine. word super bowl i don't even want to hear that word well, or, anything, we don't have to say or it. anything that resembles it if you start talking about your cereal and your little argument there you better not even well, say soup can we talk about the nfc championship you can call it the wet stuff Championship? Can we talk about no, the NFC championship? No, we okay. cannot. We are not
1: going to talk about that. Okay. Can, I, can I say one thing? That won't it'll be you as You better call it the possible. wet stuff.
2: The wet stuff? I don't, I don't
1: like that. The wet stuff. <laughs> All I was going to say. Wet boy. Was, <laughs> I don't like that either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the, uh, the birds should have won despite certain mistakes. And I'll leave it at that.
0: Okay, that's it. All right, now we're going to go through this this list. (sighs) Breathe. As we were told by Roberto to look this up, and sure enough, uh, Connor O'Gara has ranked his SEC football coaches. we go through this list. Number one, he's got Kirby Smart. Agree. Number two, he's got Brian Kelly. Uh, Number three, he's got Kaelin DeBoer. Number four, he's got Lane Kiffin. Five, Steve Sarkeesian. Six, Mark Stoops, seven, Josh Eipel, eight, Hugh Freeze, nine, Eli Drinkowitz, ten, Elko, eleven Venables, twelve Beamer, thirteen Pittman, fourteen, Napier, fifteen Lee, and sixteen Levy. Is there much argument for ten through sixteen?
1: Uh I don't mean
0: to yes. Be it.
1: yes, actually. I, like I don't even know. If- the biggest change is I would put Elko okay. below Venable just because Elko was at Duke. Mm. Like I, I get that he won some good games there. Yeah. And I get that he's going to have a better opportunity at Texas A&M with the money that they have, but I would still put Oklahoma above them because what they did last year. I think he should, think so? I think those two should swap. But Elko, okay. they're talking about just coaching, strictly coaching, not about the two
3: teams, right? They're just talking about how Elko is a coach and how Venable's is a coach. I'd say Elko has been better as, than Venable's, considering he was at yeah.
0: Duke. I mean, you and you're not going to get much argument out of me from ten through sixteen. I feel like that's that's fair. Oh yeah, I mean, it's fair.
1: I would probably put, despite that both of them are hot garbage. I'd probably put Napier over Pittman right now. <laughs> Pitman mm. Pittman is like, I mean, the team that he put together last year, man, that was a rough year for the. You got to think Sam Hawks. Pittman has
0: more impressive wins than what Billy Napier does, though. You you have you have to throw that in there.
1: Who do you think gets fired first?
0: Oh, Billy Napier, really, without a doubt. Without a doubt, Billy Napier is going to be the first head coach fired. I mean, they the yeah,
1: they're both getting – I think they're both they're getting both fired, came, but I yeah. could see Pittman getting fired first. The but. three
0: most likely to get fired right now are 12 through 14. I think Napier gets fired first. I think Pittman gets fired second. And South Carolina is going to have enough of Shane Beamer. He's going to be out the door.
1: I think he'll be gone before Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's an idiot. As for one through nine, though, I do have a lot of uh, quarrels – quarrels yeah George quarrels what's your quarrel well first of all I I, top two makes sense look with with Saban gone Kelly clearly has the better resume of any of the other coaches I'm fine with that DeBoer I'd keep him the top five but I wouldn't put him at third I think Sarkeesian is a guy I would have put at four maybe even three but I I put DeBoer either at four but Sarkeesian or five. Sarkisian
3: wasn't good at
0: USC, right?
1: Sarkeesian was okay
0: at USC, and then he got fired because he because well,
3: he uh, wasn't good and he was well he got, got uh, yeah, he got he was battling some issues. Yeah, it was I a little agree. bit
1: more of like the off the field stuff. But well,
0: he got fired for off the field stuff. I mean, we we can all agree with that. He got fired because he decided to I go think- get drunk and make a fool out of himself.
3: I think it's too early on DeBoer and, like, Sarkeesian. You think so? Yeah. I think this think is, Ki- I
1: think this list is too soon. You think you'd put Kiffin over Sarkeesian?
3: Kiffin might be – even Kiffin – like, Kiffin – like, one is so far ahead, like, it shouldn't even matter. Like, you know, do a list, everybody two, else. Two makes sense. I mean – Has put- he been good at
0: – has he been in at LSU? Who are you putting over him? Who I mean, him no, is- that's
3: what I'm saying. Like, the, I just don't think there's – like,
0: are we basing this off of what they've done at their respective schools, or are we I mean, basing it overall?
3: I think he's do, he's got to be doing it like
0: he's got to be doing, doing it overall. because There's no excuse to put uh, Mark Stoops over Josh Heupel. There's no excuse for that. But I don't think he's I mean, doing it overall because he's got Hugh Freeze behind Heupel, Stoops, Sarkisian.
3: DeBoer has only coached three. Le- it says three years at a Power Five level. That's not good. That's not long enough to be number three in the top conference in America. No.
1: That's what I'm saying. So, like, even if you're just taking... Is this list completely... Can we all agree this is completely flawed?
0: It's just too hard to do. Like, one through nine is completely there's flawed. There's only one... Uh, you, Kirby no, number one probably
3: makes no, the most no, sense. I would honestly have no problem with it if Stoops and hypo were switched. I'd have no uh, issue with I'd,
1: it. I'd still disagree with that. How? Okay, where? Well,
3: okay. How? Well, how?
1: In, your,
0: in your mind, rank number one through eight right now.
3: I think the only thing that switched one through eight, honestly, if is this... Is uh, on on stoops and I might even put uh freeze ahead of stoops.
0: See, I would honestly I would go as far as saying because freeze Kelly-
3: beat Saban, right? Yeah, but Two I would go. As-
0: yeah, but I would go as far as saying Brian Kelly probably needs to be dropped to number four or number five on this list because what has he ever done compared to the rest of them? I mean, I mean seriously, what has by he by done compared he, to the rest of them? Notre what has da- he done? Notre
3: Dame, he got I, to the national what championship. What has Notre
0: Dame done when they got to the national championship? When they got to the college football playoff, what happened? They shut down because Notre Dame is a
1: joke. There's three coaches on this list who have been to a national championship as a head coach. Okay. And they're your top three right now. That, that Those are the only three coaches out of 16 that ever sniffed a championship game. So when you say what has he done, compared to this list, he's in the right rankings of being in the top three. Brian Kelly should not be in the top three.
0: He should not be in the top. Well, who's three.
3: your number two then? I have no my, idea how you do this list. My number, to be two, my number two
0: would probably right now be uh Steve Sarkeesian.
3: I mean right now, yes. I would agree. Yeah. If we went right now, like based on last year, then you could do a list.
0: Well drink what? which could should be higher. Well, the thing is when you Okay, think about it this way. Is drink which better than stoops? Is drink which better than stoops? Yes. Yeah. Uh
3: then uh, then there's another
0: probably. one that's got to be moved. Well, let's talk about it this way. So when we do the AP rankings, we do the coaches poll, we do it week by week. And what is it? Is it the overall body of work, or is it what have you done lately?
3: It's what it, you've done this, lately. This yeah, yeah. this, yeah, and this is going by their entire coaching career. This list.
0: I mean, I don't. And even, if
3: he's going by that, then he's got it right. Uh, are you sure. Yes.
1: Hmm. I
0: don't
3: if you know. go by this, because that's what he says. Things I don't like on this list. You guys aren't probably reading the article that he wrote.
0: I don't care about the article he that he wrote. He says he's
3: got there's on this article. This he has stupid one graph thing is enough I for me like. not to
0: click on his article.
3: Well, he's got one thing I like for each coach. And he's one thing I don't like for each coach what? on his list.
1: Well, and, and that's all well and good. Congratulations. Because right. you Carter. guys are
3: just looking at it on their name, what, probably right. What yeah, what that's is he all like, new.
1: What does he like about Stoops? I want to know that one. What, what's, what is he like? What's the like about Stoops?
3: Well, one thing I like since 1978, UK has two seasons with a winning record in SEC play, both of which. Are, were earned by Stoops in the past six years, okay. 18 and
4: 21. That's just pretty much how bad Kentucky is like for the past. So, well, Kentucky's all for Can I give
1: you my top eight? Since we let Brett, can I, can I give Go you ahead. my top eight, please? Go ahead, buddy. So I've got the top two the same. i got Smart and then Kelly. Number three, I would actually put uh, Sarkeesian at three, DeBoer at four, Kiffin at five, mm-hmm. Tennessee at six. I'd jump Drinkowitz up to seven mm-hmm. and then keep Freeze at eight uh i i think what eli's done last year now the biggest question will be now that they've lost their defense coordinator is this team going to still be what they were last year but given what he has done he has done significantly more than to me what what stoops has done at kentucky because we like like we've talked about they play the easiest schedule out of anybody i mean you look at missouri next year dude that's a pretty easy schedule (laughs) <laughs> Are what
3: Stoops and Drinkwitz done pretty similar though? Like they haven't beat anybody, they just beat who they're supposed to beat. Uh, I thought Like I, Stoops never beat Tennessee though, right?
1: Stoops has beat Tennessee. Yeah. yeah he, okay. He and Drinkwitz beat us years. this year. He's beat us twice. So, they're very similar coaches. Oh yeah, he's been there a lot longer than I thought, hasn't he? Um Stoops has been there since uh Butch Jones got hired here. I don't know. I think Missouri won some games. See, last free, year. Freeze to me is a
3: top five six coach in this league. Easy. Anybody's beaten Saban two, three times, probably the only coach that can say he's done that. He should have beat him this year, too. Yep. I mean, he's getting talent. They have a top five recruiting class coming in. They're going to be a surprise team in the conference this year. So I'm saying he could be a lot higher.
1: Hmm. This is a tough one. This is a lot tougher than what I thought it was going to be. So, Missouri, out of there, I mean, they did beat Kansas State, which is, you know, however you want to argue it, they were number 15. Um, they lost a 10-point game to LSU. It was a close game. I think we can give credit there. And give some credit, despite how they looked, Georgia only beat them 30-21, to 21, only beat them by nine points. So, did they necessarily beat anybody they shouldn't have? Look at how georgia was playing at that point in the year though no i know and i agree but to still be that close i think they were a better team last year than they've been in a long time especially compared to kentucky kentucky to me just they don't they're similar to like uh, a mike Vrabel team that sometimes they play to their competition and kentucky's competition you think they play down to their competition yeah, they either play up or play down. I think Kentucky is very similar to that sometimes, but it doesn't – The
3: frustrating it, thing about Kentucky is, like, they, they go and beat teams we should beat. Like, they beat – killed Florida, right? Didn't they kill Florida, uh, like, the week or two after us or something? Like, ran yeah. all over oh yeah, them? yeah, Ray Davis. Yeah, yeah, Ray Davis went crazy against them. I mean, they beat a top-10 Louisville team on the road at the end of the year. Uh
1: uh, gross! I just saw what their schedule was. Uh, they mm-hmm. beat they beat Florida thirty three to fourteen, but that was before they played us. Then they went on a three game losing streak to Georgia, Missouri, us, before beating Mississippi State twenty four to three. Hmm. Then went on a two game losing streak before beating Louisville, and then lost to Clemson in the in the bowl game.
4: One thing I'll say: I don't think you can put them up there. Uh, right now, but I think Brent Venables um, is a really good coach. He's a defensive wizard. Right. Um, I think he'll be up in that top ten a uh, year from now. I think he's a really good coach. That says, uh, that.
3: it says Oklahoma is currently in its worst two year stretch since ninety eight ninety nine with Venables.
1: Despite having the... to
3: without with you know they had ten wins right this past year nine. I mean they did because they go their five
1: quarterback he he transferred yeah. to Oregon.
3: Uh, this says one thing I don't like about Heupel. He's 2-7 and seven against the ball's well, big, three biggest rivals. Two wins were by a combined eight points, and all seven of those losses were by double digits.
1: Hmm. Uh, let's look at our last few coaches. What, what were their records versus our rivals?
3: One thing he likes is we're in a best stretch, two-year stretch since
1: 97-98. So, like, what was – I mean, we could probably – Say it off the top of head. and the one th- thing
3: I don't like is I is he's three and 21 lifetime versus power five teams that finished with nine regular season wins
1: he like here's the thing like let's look at Josh or not Josh Hypel let's look at uh Pruitt okay we know for a fact if I'm not mistaken did he beat our three rivals at all while he was here
3: I don't think so definitely not who's talking up True, it didn't Pruitt. beat Georgia or Florida or
1: Bama, right? No, no, he yeah. never beat either. So else. let's go before that. Butch Jones had one win versus Georgia. Should one, every he got two time. at that. Was yeah. it two versus Georgia?
3: He had the hail mary one. Butch yeah. had
1: two Which against Georgia, Georgia, one against Florida. All right, so he also won three. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to do the math in my head. <laughs> so, right off the bat, even before we get to to the other lame duck, um, right off the bat, like we're already in a better state in two seasons under Josh Heupel versus our rivals than we were in the last however many years.
3: And people want to say if he had played the right quarterback this year, who knows?
1: <laughs> That's debatable. Well, it is. And you, it never is. Know. you never yeah, it know. Is. It is. So, But, yeah, I mean, we should have beaten Florida this year. Uh, should have beaten Alabama this year, honestly, given mm-hmm. that first half. There was no reason. I don't know what happened at halftime. You should have but- went.
0: I mean, let's call it like it is. You should have went 9-3, 10-2 this year. Yeah, should have. Can everybody agree with that?
1: Yeah, I think we can agree, and that's what should have happened, but it didn't, and it's unfortunate. But I, what Josh Heupel has done in the last two seasons for this university oh, that's great. should be given a lot more respect, despite the fact his record versus the rivals. No one's going to have a great record versus Georgia right now. I mean, just no one. No. Uh, and and there's nothing you can do about that. we well, He can. went 1-3. he's one and two versus no one and one versus Bama no one and three yeah he's had three years he's one and two yeah Yeah, so he's one and two versus Alabama (laughs) which is is confusing I know I've I've got lost (laughs) yeah
3: so many years run together
1: and then Florida like Florida's heading down like there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to destroy Florida at home this year And, and let's be honest last year was even though these guys probably weren't alive the last time we won in the swamp, it's still a curse that just hangs over this team, and until we break that curse, it's Kel- just going to be there.
3: Brian Kelly, according to O'Gara, has one career win versus a top five team, and that was 2020 versus Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. Very. That's 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 quite a stat.
0: That is that's to a be considered
3: one of the top coaches, huh. especially in this conference. You're going to be playing top five teams, right? I mean, you feel like I don't know. You he, beat,
4: he beat Saban last year. I'll give him that. I mean, they weren't top five, maybe, but.
3: But who now owns the nation's longest active win streak of ten win seasons? Brian Kelly. That's
0: crazy. The majority of them came at Notre Dame.
3: Yeah, because they didn't win. They win ten this year.
0: Notre Dame. I don't no know. LSU. Oh. Didn't they yeah, go
3: I like nine and four? Or?
4: I think they got the tenth. They got the, the bowl. tenth in the bowl. Yeah. I could have sworn, man.
3: Okay.
0: That's another thing, too. It's like we factor in 10-win seasons. Should we calculate the bowl game in with it or no?
3: Yes. It's you think part so? of the season, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, it used to mean something. Now the bowl games mean nothing. Call that uh, like it is. Mean nothing. They gave Nico a start. They gave Nico a start, but they mean nothing in the grand scheme of things anymore when you look at it from the 1,000-foot view. Stay with us. Coming up next, we're going to mark the tape with Marcus Young right here on Fan Run Radio. Stay with us.
1: Making a better vodka soda ain't rocket science. You just got to start with a better vodka. And then, voila, you get a White Claw vodka soda. Your taste
2: buds are about to get a PhD.
0: Do you actually enjoy this music, or is it just because it's embarrassed or you enjoy playing it? Uh, both. Because I hate this song. Do you really? Yes, that is never to be played again. Jack, go ahead and add this to the list of songs that are not to be played on this show. Good to know. Interesting. I mean, if I wanted to listen to people going through their midlife crisis songs, cruising down the road, I'd tell you to play that. That's what I
1: think of that song. Interesting.
0: It's time to mark the tape with Marcus Young. Marcus, what you got? Hi,
1: Jake. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, obviously the, uh, biggest news is that some, uh, gold miners and, hmm, how do I want to do this? I don't, I don't, I'm trying, I'm trying to say it without talking about the actual Super Bowl. The wet stuff. The wet. I don't want to call it that. The wet game. We've got two teams that are having a rematch since, uh, February 2nd of 2020 as my good friend Cody brought up. It's his segment. After this... It's his segment. It's my <laughs> show, though. After uh, touche. After this last game that we had with the Chiefs and the 49ers, a pandemic happened, so thank you, Cody, for bringing that to my attention. Um, here's here's my take. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. This is not going to be the most-watched most Super Bowl. I, I don't think this is going to be as exciting for people. I think people are over Patrick Mahomes... Uh, I think people were more interested in what could have happened if the Lions had made it. Uh, so I just think I think people aren't going to be as in tune to this one as they would had it been a different matchup, whether it had been the Lions or whether it had been the Ravens and the 49ers. I, I think people are just going to be kind of tuning. I, they're still going to get millions of views, but I don't think this is going to be the most entertaining Super Bowl that we've had in the last few years. Well, let me tell you this. Um, I, I I have no interest in
0: watching this game. What? I have no interest in watching this game. Period. Because the Lions didn't make it. Because it's not going to be a good game.
3: Chiefs runaway?
4: No. I think it'll just be a defensive slugfest like I mean, it's, no one's going to score.
0: It's a bowl
4: of the color
1: I mean, the red. The
3: Lions scored 31. It's a
0: bowl
1: of the color red. Yeah, but they got shut out until like the last 2 minutes of the second half
0: this game is not going to be fun to watch I don't want to watch it the only reason I am watching it is because someone in which I really really care about is really really wanting to watch this game I I mean I I don't I tried
1: to tell you guys I, cannot I, stand I, I, I tried to this give game. you guys
3: a good Sunday but you guys went ahead and said oh Lamar Jackson oh Lamar Jackson Jackson, I tried to tell Don't you. Don't act like Lamar's not good. What? Was he good yesterday?
1: Yeah, because if you watch that interception he threw, his receiver actually got pushed before the ball. He got, threw into
3: triple
4: coverage he
1: Marcus? He got pushed. His receiver got pushed. He was
3: never catching that this ball. This is my
1: segment.
4: That tip pass was awesome, though. I got to give him credit there. He had a
3: QBR of forty yesterday. He was horrible. You make him a pocket passer, he can't do anything. How
1: many passes has uh, Josh Allen caught by himself there? Huh? Oh my gosh. None. None. Who is who is better against the Chiefs? Anyway, number two. Uh, we'll debate that later. At number two, I got for you uh, Sharon Moore. The we haven't talked about this yet. Mm -hmm. uh, Takes the head coaching job at Michigan after what he did during the interim status for uh, one Jim Harbaugh, who's left Mm -hmm. for the NFL. Yep. I actually think Sharon Moore is going to keep status quo. You think so? I think he's going to keep status quo. I I think the players are going to get behind him on this. I think they're going to have fun playing for uh, a young head coach, only 37 years old, will turn 38 in February. Uh, Happy early birthday. And I think – He's going to be able to keep status quo. I think he's going to beat Ohio State still. I think he's going to have the players rally around him. Um, Do I think that they'll get to the championship game again? No. But they're definitely going to be a top five playoff football team still. You think so? I think he'll keep status quo. I think players are going to love to play for him. Young dude. uh, Played guard at Oklahoma. Doesn't look like he's a guard. He's slimmed down quite a bit you don't realize that those offensive linemen really bulk up until they retire and then you see how slim they really are once they've like uh what was that one the left tackle for the browns for forever can't think of his name all of a sudden anyone hall of famer no no okay no joe thomas joe thomas has slimmed down quite a bit so i just want to point that Mm-kay. out okay yeah i believe in sharon Moore. i think he's going to do quite well harbaugh has taking
3: a bunch of their coaches with him to los angeles though the D coordinator is gone. He's obviously OC. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh Defensive backs coach is going. Uh huh. You got to replace Corm. You got to replace, uh, McCarthy. You got to replace yeah. the whole offensive line. And their schedule's brutal. If they're a top I, 25 team next year, then I'd, then you don't think they're going to be top 25? You're crazy. To start the season, yes. But to end the season, probably not.
0: I would, I would have to agree with that. Well, I guess we'll see. Texas,
3: USC, we'll at Washington, more. Oregon, at Ohio State on their schedule. There's not cupcakes anymore there, Sharon What did what'd you say his name? I don't even know. Sherron Moore. Okay. Uh, yeah, rude. there's not cupcakes. here
0: Now, I will say this. I you're do not think coaching that,
3: Minnesota and all those teams, right?
0: I do think that Michigan, They'll be competitive. I think they'll beat Ohio State this year. What? They're not going to. If they don't beat Ohio did State. You not
3: see, have you not watched Ohio State in the transfer portal at all? I have. They're loaded. <laughs> they're as loaded as they've ever been.
0: Did I say that Michigan would beat Ohio State? Yeah, I meant the other way around. Ohio <laughs> okay, State will beat Michigan just... this year. Now <laughs> I will say this: if Ohio State does not beat Michigan this year, Ryan Day is going to be out the door. Yeah, of yeah, course yeah, he will. absolutely,
1: and he's like, going to be out the door. He's like gonna they're be not going to play door.
0: around with that anymore. Like he's lost them. What? Th- this is three straight losses to him. Yeah, I'm surprised that they have him around for this upcoming season. I'm not. I'm not. There. I'm not playing. Like I thought that. Oh my god. This is their third straight loss to them. Those people up there are stupid. Everybody from the state of Ohio is pretty stupid if you've never figured it out. But anyway. Ohio State has a
3: pretty easy schedule next year. They
0: got a pretty easy schedule every year because it's Ohio State.
3: Yeah, but I would thought getting some of the Big Ten teams in there, I mean Pac-12 teams in there. They go to to Oregon and Penn State, but Penn State's never anything.
0: They're never anything worth a damn. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're, They're mid.
1: Yeah. Another one for you as yep. uh, so we hit yeah. the NBA. Adam Silver has gotten a new deal that. that's, that's good. as the commissioner of the NBA through 2029. Wow. Uh, I don't really agree with a lot of the uh, commissioners of major uh, leagues, like the NFL with Goodell, Yeah. Um, uh, Bettman with the NHL. I actually think Adam Silver has been probably the best thing for the NBA in a while. Oh, stop it. I think he's done... Stop it. I think he's done quite a job there.
0: Stop, 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 stop.
1: Adam Silver is an idiot.
0: That guy has no sense whatsoever. He had to come in and everyone puts him on a pedestal because he had to make a tough decision early with Donald Sterling. And he did that, which was good. He made the right decision. But now they've tried to bring politics way too much into sports way too much. The one reason that we love sports is because we can get away from the real world. What can you not do when you have politics and sports in the same sentence? You cannot get away from the real world because a lot of people have a misconstrued identity and a misconstrued thought process when it comes to all that. And that's why you can never mix politics with sports. And what has he done more than anything?
1: Well, he's helped Holy. with, the obviously, the completion of the NBA and the NBPA's collective bargaining agreement that will last through twenty nine thirty. He's also overseen the draft lottery reform, which has been a lot better. And he brought in the in-season tournament, which at first I thought was silly. I still don't like some of the courts, but that's not on him. That's on the teams. And I think the in-season tournament is actually going to be huge for the NBA, not only with money, but also getting – Here's the biggest problem with the NBA. like, Unless you're a diehard fan, you're not going to start paying attention until the playoffs. If you're just a casual fan, you're not watching the NBA for 82 games. He's tried to
3: help with load management, too. like, Not have guys sit out every single yeah, week, it seems like. That's but it's still
4: ridiculous. happening. It, it, it's a stupid did the thing. the play-in, too. You got that? Yeah. yeah.
1: He brought in the plan, which I think is also a good thing to add to the NBA. So, yeah, who
3: won uh, that? LeBron, yeah, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yep. All right, calm down. <laughs> now, I agree that the I don't know if he himself has brought in a lot of that politics, but I think a lot of those he's probably allowed players to be more open with that stuff. That's you know, player. He continued with uh, uh, what David Stern, Stern
3: David Stern did. I mean, it's i mean i
1: don't i didn't realize i was gonna get you so hot over that
0: Uh, i can't stand
1: adam silver interesting
0: i can't stand him i can't stand roger goodell
1: yeah i don't like roger goodell the only thing i dislike
3: about the nhl guys we want this olympics thing let the guys play in the olympics yeah that
1: makes me angry that was the greatest thing i've ever watched because i'll tell you right now too here's the thing so look i'm gonna get off topic here actually they could still potentially help us out with that um the U.S. World Juniors team, uh, USA's yeah, team, won, yeah. beat Sweden, mm-hmm. and it, I honestly think, given the talent that we have with those young guys and some of the uh, guys in the NHL, I 100 percent believe that the U.S. could win the gold medal for hockey. 100. percent Well, not
3: if the not if the actual NHL players go. I I,
1: I do think Canada, so. I mean, no, the I U.S. Understand. is still behind. I understand. Canada is not the same though. You also have to think about some of the guys that they have, they have the are best much older. In the world too, uh, they're a lot older though now too. You also got Russia, which is a good team. They'd be tied, and Sweden's got some. Oh no, I mean, it, I'd ra-
3: but I'd rather be guys I know. I don't know any of those eighteen-year-olds that are just won the U.S. Juniors. Stop,
1: stop. What? It doesn't matter if you don't know them. They're talented. Oh, they know yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> they. Ha- I want to see they people. Got the, well, they well, they I'm, got the swagger out no, there. I'm with Brett. I'd rather I, I, see Connor McDavid. want to hear people in
3: all in. Connor bedard and I
0: people like well, that listen i want to hear about people that i know i want to see people that i know
1: i understand that but my point is is with those young guys in the world juniors for the usa and i know no one listening cares about this but i do the young guys in world juniors well, for the I'm usa the- team and the guys who are american who are in the nhl i 100 percent believe team usa could take the gold in but the I, olympics okay no. but Even i would rather Connor watch tj no. oshie no, do no, what he no. did I mean, or Patrick Kane in
3: the gold medal game
1: against Sidney Crosby. I understand you're saying that, but I'm telling you, these kids at juniors are good enough to take gold too. Like they, them plus the NHL guys. At the end of the
0: day, the Olympics doesn't matter.
1: You will not take uh, away. You're not taking away the my from my love from for Olympic hockey.
0: Listen, I mean, you can have the love for Olympic hockey all you want, but the, at the end of the day, nobody really cares about it because what do you get a medal at the end and twenty five thousand bucks that. You get taxed on immediately. So it's like, oh, well, I get over here. I get paid for doing all this. I put in all this work before, all this work during, all this work after. These guys work just as hard. I don't care if they work just as hard. The Olympics are boring. The Olympics are dumb. They're awful. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's just a bunch of baloney. I I can't wait. Give me Matthew. Matthew,
1: what's up, man? I don't
2: even know how to come into that,
1: Say that you love the Olympics, and especially Winter Olympics, and we'll be a-okay.
2: Matthew, don't you do it. (laughs) I love the Olympics as much as uh, Marcus loves Will Levis. Hey! (laughs) So you (laughs) like the Olympics. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. I'm just giving Marcus some love. Um, Brett, you saw my tweet. I did. Yeah. Is this South Carolina game now a game where we could get caught looking at? Yes,
3: yes, absolutely. Yes, you know they got talent to win a big game. They beat Kentucky. I mean, that the look at factor is real. Uh, the national spotlight is on us. Uh, it's a big game. I mean, there's it's not going to be a pushover. That's for sure.
2: Well, what through three games on the road? I, I think at the end of the first half, we've been losing in all three of those games. Yeah, correct. We, we
3: get off to slow starts, there's no doubt about that.
2: So, I mean, this is a talented South Carolina team that a lot of folks reminds me. And take this or a grain of salt, but I think they were picked 13th in the conference. Mm-hmm. And well, that sounds familiar. Right now,
0: that sounds yeah. very familiar, co- doesn't not- that, that Paris guy, he's a good coach. Well, Matthew, let me ask you this: You know, when you look at everything that we've got coming ahead of us, you know, South Carolina. You just brought up a really good point. They were pick to finish 13th in conference. That reminds you of a lot of that 17-18 team that Rick Barnes had with Grant and Admiral before they really before they really came onto the scene. I mean, this was during, um, I mean, you call it like it is, the month of November of that year was probably the worst that this entire athletic department had ever been. You know, Rick Barnes had yet to make the tournament. Football was in shambles. Baseball wasn't even thought of. And then all of a sudden, this team was that was projected to finish 13th ends up winning a share of the SEC regular season title. And South Carolina might be the most improved team from last year.
2: I, I think the South Carolina team will probably be a team that reminds me, and Brett's probably going to shake his head at this, but I, I just I see it. And I think this is last year's Missouri team. A lot of folks, they've got a good offense. They've got, they've got guard plays that can get out and space you. And so it's going to be interesting to watch them. I think Tennessee gets it done. But I think this is a game where it's I'm going to go 75, 65 or 75, 70. I think we pull away late, late at the end. But uh, I mean, every, all bets are on Saturday. Um, you know, Britt, as we sit here on mm-hmm. getting closer to Saturday, like where are you leaning with this game?
3: God, it's hard to say. I mean, Kentucky—they gave up almost 100 points to Georgia. They scored 100, and then but then they struggle offensively against. Their last two, really. They didn't play well. I'm drawing a blank on who they just played. Uh, who did they just play this weekend?
4: Kentucky? Yeah. Mississippi, they, uh, no. Arkansas. 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 Arkansas, yeah, yeah. Arkansas, yeah. Who's
3: not a great team. They are playing. Without, they just had lost a guard. They well, didn't have a big. Well, they only and had they seven struggled. points
0: through the first, what, like yeah. 12,
3: 13 minutes? And I was caught in prison of the moment. I thought that big Big Z was going to be something, and obviously he's clearly not. You got two minutes. Actually. Yeah, two minutes. So, um, obviously, is a good player, but... Uh, they can they can get as hot as anybody they got shooters all over the play they got pros everywhere uh obviously it's on the road um so gosh it's I can't get a read yet I think I'm gonna have to wait yeah. and see how tomorrow goes uh see how we play uh as much as I want to say we win it's just hard for me to get there just yet I can see Kentucky still being favorites uh in that game on Saturday probably you know just whatever a home spread is you know a a basket or you know a three or whatever so I don't know it's 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 gonna be fun to watch I know that's gonna be uh at eight thirty tips gonna be something else
2: it'll be good and I'll drop off here with this thought you know we need to enjoy it I know yeah it, it, it's 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 the same old narrative can Barnes win in March and I know there's still so much collegiate basketball that's left but this team has enough talent enough potential they just need to stay healthy because next year you lose a lot. You lose a lot oh, of guys. You lose, obviously, Santi, Josiah, and Dalton. And you bring back, hopefully, Jonas Adu and Zikai. But you'll need to go out and get another versatile scorer like Dalton Connect. Yeah. And that's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. But, uh, a it's going to yeah. be interesting. It's going to be really a fun, I think, regular season for us. I don't care if we're the one seed, if you're a two seed. This team has the talent. It's just finally going out and executing and seeing if we can actually make that magical postseason run that we have hoped for and i personally think to get to there brett yeah I'm looking at you jonathan do and you got to be you got to be the consistent big you got to have kyle alexander numbers i'm not asking for the world you know kyle Alexander's senior year he was averaging 11 and 7 mm-hmm. if you can get that out of him i think you get a, a very good deep run and i'll end it on that boys have a yeah. great rest of your day Go balls!
0: absolutely appreciate the phone call matthew stay with us final segment of the program and brett's best bets coming up right here on fan run radio
4: White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge variety 12 pack and 16 ounce single serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly.
2: Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at NorthKnoxSidingAndWindows.com.
0: Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at ParksideKia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parks Ikea, where your journey begins. Final segment of the program. It is time for Brett's Best Bets, in which, by the way, we are now doing a betting tracker, so you'll be able to track all these on Facebook and Twitter. Clean slate. Brett. This is true. Clean slate. Brett. What are your Best bets. Uh, and you cannot change them. They've already been put in. I'm not doing any more work than I have to. So there's two ranked
3: teams in action tonight. <clears throat> got Duke at Virginia Tech. Uh, I like Virginia Tech, the plus three and a half. Duke has struggled a little bit this season. I think they got bailed out this weekend. I don't know if you saw that call against Clemson.
0: That was, uh, that was uh, a uh, doozy.
3: Virginia Tech's always played them hard in Blacksburg. tough place to go and play. I like them plus three and a half. And then a big one in Texas, uh, Houston on the road in uh, at Texas. Uh, Texas getting 5.5. I think I like uh, Texas at home in that one, uh, plus the 5.5. And, uh, and then also in the NBA, I've got, uh, let's see what I do. I've got the Suns. Uh, getting three and a half points at the heat heat struggling right now just gave 150 in a game we're, str- we're struggling you know man. book bookers a bucket durant obviously uh i can't believe the Heat are favoring that one to be honest uh so i'm gonna take the the suns plus three and a half and then also i've got a big matchup in denver you got milwaukee and denver uh i think with Doc and the way the Bucks are playing right now. Nugget's struggling a little bit. Uh, I like the Bucks getting three and a half points at Denver tonight. Uh, and those are my four
0: picks. Marcus, what are your four?
1: I had to be held down to four, which is <laughs> wild. But Just
3: for this game. You can do as many as you want. Yeah. So uh,
1: <laughs> I did a same-game parlay for the Predators tonight. They're the only <laughs> hockey game on tonight, so wow. I decided to take on – preds money line versus the ottawa senators in addition to that i've got philip forsberg scoring an anytime goal ryan o'reilly having three plus shots on goal and roman yossi with two goals and i'm gonna let you know now if i hit three and roman yossi only scores one out of his two i will not be here tomorrow i don't know when i'll return i might be in a gutter somewhere
0: and you're saying to parlay this I'm parlaying it, yeah. And, Brett, you're playing your straights, right? Yeah, minor straight. Jack.
4: So, I got um, uh, Texas also uh, to beat Houston. Houston's got a great defensive team, mm-hmm. but I think Texas can get hot at home. Max Abmus is an absolute bucket, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking them. Then back over to the NBA, I got Nets beating the Jazz. There. Um, Jazz are only favored by one and a half, but I think the Nets will get that done. We got Timberwolves-Thunder. Thunder laid an egg yesterday playing the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the Pistons got the win and it and made the Lions lose, unfortunately. Um, but I think the Thunder will come back and secure the one seed in the West. And then Spurs-Wizards. Spurs favorite three and a half. I like the Spurs. I think is going to have 30.
0: Yep. I like Victor Wimbanyama.
4: <laughs> what do you got,
0: Jake? Call in, Martin. All right, my four picks. We're gonna start out. We're gonna talk about the Heat and the Suns. We're gonna take Jimmy Butler to score 20 plus points tonight. We're also gonna take, in that same game, Devin Booker to go for 25. Then let's take a trip up north to Boston, where they'll play host to the New Orleans Pelicans, Jalen Brown, 20 plus points. And then kind of taking a little bit of a flyer on this one. James Harden. Clippers traveling to Cleveland. We're going to go James Harden, 20-plus points. We're going to parlay that. So, Brett, we're going to play your bet straight, and we're going to parlay everything that has been done here. Don't parlay them all together, please. <laughs> just uh, – actually, you could do a round robin. If you could. Technically. Man, yeah. you could do some round robins. Round robins. Love them. Absolutely love them. This betting tracker will be posted on the Fox Sports Knox Twitter and on Facebook. Follow both. Did you see say- – Two more dudes went off
3: in the NBA. Uh Luca got seventy three.
0: Luca got seventy three. Did
3: Booker get like sixty five or something the other night, the same night?
0: People are scoring at a ridiculous rate right now. But have you
3: seen the defense being played in these games? Like it's just a walk I mean, twenty five of thirty was Luca. I mean, well, what have
0: we said throughout the entirety of basically this NBA season and all of last? I mean, we're basically watching organized pickup basketball. You're used to forty
3: and like fifty. You're used to forty and fifty 70. point games.
0: I mean that didn't happen at this rate though.
3: Yeah, I mean that's two nights in a row. Like two dudes go drop seventy, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean yeah, you, you know Booker went for sixty. Somebody else went off the night. Uh, who? Uh, Towns, right? Cat, he, yeah, yeah, he, he went he, for he sixty. He had sixty-two and lost, and lost. I lost. Yeah.
0: I mean, think about that. Imagine scoring sixty-two points and your team losing. I mean, that was basically the story. Or getting benched. Yes, that too. I mean, <laughs> this is the same story. I mean, it's not the same story, but it's the same. You know, concept. You yeah. Know, when Michael Jordan was having to play the Bad Boy Pistons, right? You know, he was doing all he could do. Mm. I mean, he was basically having to carry the Bulls. Yeah. And still losing, still getting put out by the Detroit Pistons for yeah. a third straight time in 1990 until they finally got over that hump.
3: Yeah. No. I mean, it's been it's been wild. I mean, obviously, you just watch sports, Center, I don't watch many of the games. You just watch, see the highlights. I mean, mm-hmm. when they're popping on. But uh, yeah. Luca's just—he nobody puts him like he's just in slow motion out there, dude. He's just—he's just so methodical. It's just crazy. It's like Dalton
0: Connect flying through the air, essentially.
3: But even still, like Luca's just slow around picking rolls, and just he doesn't get any lift on his jumper, no matter if it's a free throw line or a three from deep. I mean, it's just crazy watching
4: You're just him just play. He's playing casual. It's like yeah. the Jokic like side side gig side hustle. It playing, is. It know.
0: is. That's it, pretty much yeah. what it is at this point. Right, let's call that how we see it.
3: Yeah, did you see Grant tweet out? He's like me and me and this guy <laughs> went for eighty two to 82. Yeah, tonight. Combined yeah. 82.
4: <laughs> I think the game after he had twenty seven. Yeah, he did, so. yeah,
3: career high, he's seven threes or something. So yeah. When he's not fighting and shooting.
0: I mean the thing is like Grant, like we talked about, he is uh he's developed a reputation now in the league.
3: He's tough. I mean he he's not to Draymond's extent. I mean, am doing all that, but but yeah, no, he's 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 trying to carve out a niche for himself. He just needs to pick different people to go after. You don't LeBron and Durant aren't the two to be going after. No. <laughs> don't reminds, make those guys mad. He
4: reminds me of PJ Tucker. He's just got that dog in him, it feels like, and he can D up and spread the floor for you.
3: Yeah. No. It, yeah, no. It's definitely true.
0: That's um uh, I'm interested to see what he does the rest of the year, to be honest with you. Who's that? Grant Williams. Mm. I just I don't know. There's something about him. I love the guy. I love what he did here. But a part of me just wants to look at him and just be like, dude, like, play the game. No need for all the extra stuff. I agree. Because at that point, like you said, last week and this week, you know, he's developed a reputation now, or is developing one. Mm-hmm. And that's a reputation you don't necessarily want. Because something I'm thinking of, you guys remember Lance Stevenson. Yeah, absolutely. And just some of the antics that he would have.
3: Yeah.
0: It's nowhere, it's not to the level of Ron Artest. And we're not even going to try to compare it like that or Andrew Bynum because those two were just ridiculous. The stuff that Ron Artest would do was absolutely ridiculous. The stuff that Andrew Bynum would do was absolutely ridiculous. And I think everybody would agree with that.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's like, who was it? Andrew Bynum, he he actually threw an elbow at Shaq,
3: mm-hmm.
0: if you guys remember that. Andrew Bynum, I think it was J.J. Berea that went up for a layup at one point. Andrew Bonham comes up underneath him and just puts his elbow like right into his armpit, which is not it's not a place you want to get hit. Period. And he just full blown just damn near killed a guy. Yeah. It seemed like J.J. Burrell laid on the ground there forever, <laughs> it seemed like. Right. Jordan Ross has oh, yeah, jumped thirty one spots and 31 finishes. spots? Really? Wow. Yeah. He is now the number seven.
3: On which recruiting site is that? On three. Wow. On three. Wow. And That's a like huge. Is five stars. And he was after
0: that dunk. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he went coast to coast and yammed that thing. I mean, it was yam time. I don't know. I guess they were playing in Birmingham where he's from, but the thing I is- do
3: get nervous, though. I'm like, let's get these kids off the basketball court, though. Like, George McIntyre, I don't need to see you shooting. Yeah,
0: he he's not going to drive to the rack and dunk He's a.
3: No, but I'm just saying, yeah, rolled ankle, broken, you know hurt shoulder you know like what if jordan, Ro- <laughs> what if jordan ross
0: just shattered the backboard and then it just falls right on his back
3: gosh i just want him second quarterbacks i don't
0: need i don't care about him dunking that's something you don't see much of anymore what's that shattered backboards well it's like impossible now right in the nba they've made it impossible because there's actually a cut out in the glass now to yeah. where the actual rim is i like, don't even think there's a big
4: enough dude that can do it you don't think so I'd say Zion, maybe.
0: Zion probably could. I mean, he's... Can
3: Zion dunk anymore? Yeah, he's <laughs> pretty fat. <sad. laughs>
0: but he can't get up off the damn floor. Not unless it's for some food. Now, the last one I can remember, like, this isn't even recent. Well, you guys- Shaq
3: would pull down the, like, stanchion.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He had to pull down the whole damn goal.
3: He was angry when he dunked, though.
0: Jason DeRusso from Nebraska did it against us.
3: Uh, isn't that the rapper?
1: That's Jason, Jason Derulo.
2: <laughs>
1: I was going to make – I was honestly going to make the joke about Jason Derulo, and then I was like, no, nah, I shouldn't. I'll get in trouble. I thought you said – Jason his- Derulo. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. Golly. Jason Deruso. So, oh,
3: okay. Yeah, I've
0: never heard of him. He yammed on somebody. I think it might have actually been um, – it wasn't that he's it might have been Dane Bradshaw, but he brought down the entire stanchion when we played out at Nebraska. And the last oh, okay. one I can remember I actually shattering remember was uh, there was a guy at Oklahoma. His name was Tony Gallon. Hmm. And I do remember his name. Like you see him dunk and then you hear whistles and then you see a little bit of glass drop and you look at the backboard and it's just like someone just put a golf ball through a car window almost. Yeah. That's the last time I saw that. So there were two things you could bring back in sports. What would they be? Because mine would be away jerseys. And make the goal to where you can shatter it again. I want to see some I'd have to
3: think. I'd have to think about that. Two things I'd want to bring back.
0: Well, tell you what. Think about that, and we'll okay. talk about it tomorrow. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. That is the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Stay with us. Stay locked in right here on Fan Run Radio. been the code